Hour number two of the Scott Radley Show here on 900 CHML. Thanks for being here. Bottom of this hour, the screen test will be taken. Tickets to go see Michelle Obama at First Ontario Centre up for grabs. You can win those absolutely free. All you got to do is show us your great knowledge of pop culture, movie quotes, movie music, TV theme songs, that kind of thing, and you will be good to go. That'll be coming up at the bottom of the hour. In just a moment, we're going to be chatting about uh, something that is, well, some news that'll be coming up in front of uh, City Council General Issues Committee on Wednesday regarding the arena situation in this city. There is a report out that we will talk about that suggests that that was commissioned by the city that says the city should knock down First Ontario Centre and build a new 10,000-seat smaller arena somewhere else in the downtown. And then a number of other things would follow after that. We'll talk about that in just a second. First, your quiz question, though, apropos of absolutely nothing, except that yesterday the quiz question was apparently way too easy. So I thought we would ratchet up the difficulty level a bit today. As kids, most of us watched the show The Friendly Giant. You know, the show, the Canadian kids show, The Friendly Giant. He had two animal puppet friends. Rusty and Jerome. Come on, everybody watched The Friendly Giant. You remember Rusty and Jerome. What animals were Rusty and Jerome? 905-645-3221 or star 9900. Those are the numbers to call today. Donna is in. Give Donna your name. Give her your guess. This is a hard one. Last night, way too easy. Tonight, we've decided to make you work for it again. On The Friendly Giant, which you all watched as kids, there were two animal puppet friends that The Friendly Giant had. Rusty and Jerome. What kind of animals were Rusty and Jerome? 905-645-3221, star 9900. While you're pondering that, let us get on to this story, though, that is, uh, that is out today. And that is that there is a, a meeting that's going to be held. The General Issues Committee is going to be meeting for the city. It's a city council subcommittee on Wednesday. And when they sit down to meet... One of the things that's going to be on the table, is, well, there's two things that are going to be on the table. We're going to talk about both. One of them is a report from Ernst & Young that they commissioned to look at what they should do with First Ontario Centre. We'll get to what they should do in a moment, but I already told you. Knock it down, the report says, and build a new smaller arena. Connected with that, the owner of the Hamilton Bulldogs has for years now been pushing for this exact kind of thing. He also, in that meeting, will have a document coming up in front of council, in front of the committee, which says that he is ready and prepared. It's a proposal in which it'll say that he's ready and prepared to start moving on a, an arena up in the Lime Ridge Mall area. I want to bring in the owner of the team, Michael Landlauer, who joins us now. Michael, thanks for doing this today. My pleasure, Scott. Uh, this is not new. I think you and I have probably talked about this two or three or four times over the years. You've been pushing for a new arena in this city for, it's got to be four years now. It's about right. Uh, ever since I bought the Belleville Bulls and uh, moved them to Hamilton, uh, there were discussions uh, that started then. Have, in your mind, have these discuss? I mean, there's clearly documents now and there's reports and everything else, but in your mind, ha- has the discussions gone anywhere? Uh, they, they've gone. I mean, they, we've had lots of discussions of, uh, you know, and started off with uh, uh, a breakfast meeting at the West Town and, uh, uh, with, uh, Chris Murray, the city manager, talking about, uh, about opportunities, uh, then. Um, they were talked again, uh, uh, with other, uh, city officials, uh, including the mayor over the, over, over the last little while and, and, 
Um, and yeah, it's taken this long to get there. So the report now that, that we're going to talk about in a little bit with Glenn Norton with, uh, from Economic Development says, this report is from Ernst & Young. It says the, the city should, in its opinion, knock down First Ontario Centre, build a smaller 10,000-seat arena. That's more appropriate for the city. And a new arena is going to save the city money in the long run. However, the caveat to this thing, the catch to this thing, is that their report is designed or is specifically targeted to the downtown area. Your proposal, as I understand it, would ideally be for the Lime Ridge Mall area. How do you cross that bridge? How do you bridge that gap if you're going to, to make this thing work somehow? You could buy by going via the link, I guess. <laughs> uh, <kidding. laughs> um, no, I, I think it, uh, I, first of all, I, I just it's a shame that the, the uh, that the uh, the offer comes out at the same time as the uh, as the um, as this report uh, because it's been it's been ongoing. Like I said, four years. So the report was, I think, was mandated earlier this year. Uh, I think in January, February this year. So uh, we, I had. I've had discussions with the mayor, like I said, other city officials, city planners, et cetera, about, about this. Uh, um, I brought in Cadillac Fairview uh, in on the meetings, uh, looked at opportunities, and um, you know, it just so happened that the that the uh, you know, that the, the uh, this this offer, uh, even though the report says it's unsolicited, uh, it's definitely not. Uh, unexpected, uh, because the mayor, you know, basically said, "Hey, put something forward, uh, and um, and go from there." So I, I don't. I think you know, at the end of the day, uh, I, I didn't. I never wanted to wait four years, uh, but there's you know circumstances that that dictated they was going to take longer, and and that's uh, that was outside of my my control. Uh, but uh, now where we are, where we are, uh, it, it, what it does, it gives it gives Hamiltonians an option. Uh, you know, I've, I've been on the air to, to, um, I've been on the air to, uh, uh you know, to, to say I'm, I'm pretty agnostic. I, I care what's, what's in the best interest of Hamiltonians and taxpayers and, and, uh, hockey fans, entertainment fans, and, and, uh, you know, uh, trying to work with the city to make, uh, to make something, uh, something special. Now, the city, uh, certain people in the city, and certainly, as I say, this report by Ernst & Young, they were specifically tasked with only looking at a downtown new arena. How do you make the case? Because when this comes up in front of them and there are people whose heels are absolutely dug in that this is downtown or bust, there is no other option. How do you make the case that they should change their mind and consider Lime Ridge as an area to do this as opposed to the downtown? Yeah, I mean, I, I understand where, where, where people are coming from, uh, those who are opposed to it. Uh, and I don't know if the people are opposed to it or not. I, I, to me, it's... Uh, Hamilton is not just downtown. Hamilton is, you know, it's it's Flamborough. It, uh, it's, it's up on the mountain. It's uh, it's it stretched quite a bit. That's only you know. So to me, it's not. Uh, to me, it was it was uh, you know, it's what's in the, like I said, it's what's in the best interest. Um, you know, if you're going to have it downtown, I think one of the things I know I discussed with young. Uh, uh, folks was was you know you have to be cognizant that that it becomes an entertainment thing. It's not just an arena that you just turn around and build. It has to make it, it has to be a destination. It has to be a place where people feel safe, comfortable, uh, and, um, and do more than just go to a concert or or, or a hockey game and um, and the like. So to me, 
you know, one of the options was working with the largest taxpayer in the city, being Cadillac Fairview and the the uh, the owner of the Lime Ridge Mall, and and uh, which is which has been a destination and and, uh, and create uh, you know an environment that might be uh, that we could actually action quickly, uh, you know, because I think at the end of the day, uh, as we all know, when we deal with politicians, they don't move quite as quickly as as as, as we one might like. Uh, talk about the LRT or anything of that nature, but at the end of the day, this was just an uh, this is an option. And, and uh, uh, just to be clear, so people know Cadillac Fairview, who's in this proposal with you, uh, they are the ones who own Lime Ridge Mall, so they can pretty much do to the mall whatever they want to do and make that happen very quickly and put their own money into their property. And they and and yes, uh, and then what they do, they do they do exceptionally well too, from the from a building development standpoint. If you look at uh, the malls around the country, uh, uh, actually around the world, um, I know I've, I've I'm in Montreal with with uh, directly with the uh, with uh, condos being built uh, around the Bell Center and and uh, uh, you know successfully done and and uh, uh, where it's you know created a win-win-win situation. So. Um, yeah, that's that's the case in this case. So y- your preference, and I think it's very clear, your preference is the Lime Ridge Mall spot. Could you be convinced if the city were to say, "Look, we've we've got this downtown plan, and we think this works best"? Can you be convinced to be involved in an arena build that would be not at Lime Ridge but downtown? I, I, I'm, of course, I could be convinced. It has to, like I said, it has to be a win-win-win. It has to be it has to make sense for. For everybody uh, and taxpayers, uh, just as important. Uh, you know, the uh, facility has, has, you know, uh, and I forget what the report said, but I think it's close to forty million dollars in, in maintenance capital expenditures required uh, for the next four years and um, five years, I think it is. And now we're already spending money, you know, for millions of dollars to fix, fix escalators and elevators, and, and uh, uh, you know, that to me could have been avoided had we started earlier. So for me, it's more of a timing thing than anything else, Scott. And uh, Meaning what? Uh, Just to get going on it? Meaning let's get going. <laughs> you know, so this, this, this is an opportunity to get going immediately. Uh, and the quicker we get going, the, the quicker, the, the less we have to spend uh, on, a, on a tired building, which hasn't had gotten the attention it's, it's you know, it's, it's needed in terms of upkeep uh, over the years. And uh, not taking anything away. I know it's it's you know, uh, you know it costs money, costs taxpayers, and um, but uh, to me it's we can do something special. By the way, a smaller arena, ten thousand ten thousand seats is not is not a small arena. It's uh, it's almost twice as big as what the Meridian Center in St. Catharines is. Um, it, it would be a, a pretty special. Uh, well, and you know, we only have a minute or two left here, but I mean, that that's interesting because uh, it is bigger than a lot of the ones around, but it would be right in line with, say, London's Budweiser Gardens, and that one is often seen as the the gold standard around here. I mean, I, the, the Bell Centre in Montreal is very, very busy, and you know that well. You're a part owner of the Canadians, but the Budweiser Gardens is either number two or number three every year on the list of busiest arenas. Does that size work for a city this size? Oh, absolutely! I think it does. Uh, I think anything between ten thousand and ten thousand seats would would work uh, would work great. Uh, you know, you got. Um, I, I was just at Memorial Cup, uh, uh, I guess, a couple months ago in Halifax, and they have a similar size building, and, and it's it's uh, 
it was electric there uh, with a convention center there, and, and uh, uh, it's it, it was really um, uh, so. I think it, it would work nicely. Um, but as for London, yeah, I mean, if you look if you look at those models, uh, they worked they worked well, and, and I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's it's uh, it's something that I would uh, I would uh, embrace. It is, uh, it is going to come up Wednesday at the GIC meeting. It'll be really interesting to see, um, and I'm sure you're going to be interested as well, to see what council does. This is only a first step of what council does with your proposal because, uh, as I say, there are some who are adamant that they want to consider all things and some that say, no, it has to be downtown, and I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, like I said, I'm, 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 I'm somewhat agnostic to, uh, uh, you know, as long as it's in the best interest for uh, for Hamiltonians and uh, fans of, of hockey, fans of of, enter, of of entertainment, I think we're, uh, um, we can you know we can find the right ground. But I think from a timing standpoint, I think that's uh, that's got under understood too. That is Michael Andlauer, owner of the Bulldogs. Thanks for the time. Always appreciate it. My pleasure, Scott. Uh, so there. So you've got the owner of the team that would like to put an arena, ideally connected to Lime Ridge Mall, which, by the way, he mentioned something in his discussion there that I think I should point out because it often flies under the radar. People don't know this, and I only learned this recently, and I was very stunned by this. I, I assume that's like Stelco or DeFasco or whatever. They were the biggest taxpayers in the city. Lime Ridge Mall apparently is the number one tax-generating business entity in this city. We have more taxes being paid by Lime Ridge than any other company or business in the city. I was shocked by that. Did not know that. Uh, let me bring in Glenn Norton, who's with Economic Development, Director of Economic Development in the city. Uh, as I said, there was, in addition to Michael Ann Lauer's proposal that's going before the GIC, there is also a report from Ernst & Young that is now done that talks about what we should be doing with the current arena and going forward. Uh, Glenn, thanks for doing this today. Oh, you're my pleasure, Scott. So uh, it, the, the short version of this, because it is a long, dense report. I talked to you earlier today, and I think you said you were on your fifth read through it. I didn't get yeah. through it quite five times today, but my eyes are still almost bleeding. Um, the short version is they're suggesting the best possible option among a number of them, correct me if I'm wrong, is build a new 10,000-seat arena in the city and then start moving other entertainment pieces around in the downtown to make this work. Yes. I mean, don't forget the, the Ernst & Young report wasn't just to talk about the uh, First Ontario Centre. It wasn't just about the arena. It was about all of the city's entertainment-related assets downtown. So, um, you know, one of the clearest recommendations was that the First Ontario Centre, as an arena and as a multi-use um, entertainment venue, is mismatched to the market. It's too big. It uh, is filled on a very rare occasion for large shows, and it's just too big for the hockey teams that are playing there in terms of a good fan experience. So, uh, and and it's getting old and uh, needing some extensive repairs. So that is the uh, the first recommendation out of the report that a new 10,000 seat facility be be built. And that's kind of going to be uh, sufficient for hockey, but also, very importantly, uh, sufficient for good-sized shows on the entertainment side. Yeah, because one of the numbers that's jumped out at me off the pages today was that uh, in 2018, and 2018 was actually a very good year for First Ontario Centre as far as shows and attendance, that the average concert attendance was, I think, 9,140 people. So that you build a 10,000-seat arena, you're, you're fitting a good year right in for most of the shows. That's right. And so the, the best comparison, if, if people have traveled down to uh, London, Ontario, 
the center they have there is is 10,000 seats managed by the same group and it gets more events than we do so it's turned out to be very successful so we're saying that's a good model to um, to follow after and we think we can be equally as mo- or even more successful just because of our proximity to the uh, Toronto market that we can bring in people to see shows um, from Toronto if the show isn't running in Toronto one of the interesting things that was proposed is, um, and we've been down this road with Tim Hortons Field, Iverwind Stadium. We know how that went when we tried to build right on top of the old stadium. It took a year or more for construction where the team had to play out of the city. This one suggests we build a new state, a new arena, not on that site, somewhere else in close proximity in the downtown. Where is their land available to do that? Or would we have to be very creative to try and find enough space to build an arena like that? Yeah, and, and I'll have to sort of steer away from that topic, Scott. That's that's totally confidential. Okay, let me put it a different way. Is there land downtown somewhere that we could do it, or would we have to be buying somewhere and, and knocking down and rebuilding? So a combination of those. There definitely are sites within the downtown. Uh, let's leave it at that, and that's what the report looks at, and that was the direction of council is to look at downtown options. And, and one of the reasons for moving it is so that you can have it built well, the existing one is still in operation. And that way you don't lose what could essentially be two to three seasons uh, for the hockey team and for the uh, entertainment venue by having something torn down and then built up. So, and I think Ticat fans would love that you had said that. Wish you had said, wish you had been <laughs> the person in charge about four years ago or five years ago. What about yeah. what about the idea, Glenn? Now, it, we just were talking to Michael Anlauer before you came on. Uh, he has this proposal that would put him at Lime Ridge Mall. This report specifically uh, asked Ernst & Young to look ex- exclusively at the downtown. What about that? Why exclusively at the downtown, and what does that mean for Michael Ann Lauer's proposal then? Yeah, so I'm not going to be able to give you a full answer on that. It was a council direction to staff um, that only the downtown be considered. Um, so, in, and even I can't talk about Mr. Ann Lauer's proposal okay. at all. That's fine if he wants to talk to you, but he's asked us to uh, to not. So um, it will be um, received on Wednesday at GIC, and there will be some in-camera discussion about location. But, you know, the general rationale of why you look at uh, downtowns as the place for these groupings or clusters of entertainment facilities is that there's the opportunity to feed other businesses that you can feed the hotels, for instance, uh, which are always clustered in the downtown. You can feed the restaurants, which tends to be clustered downtown. So there's the follow-on effect and the economic spin-off from research going back over many different locations, different cities, different countries, suggests that downtown uh, generally is the better location. Now, let me play devil's advocate for one second, because once upon a time, and I honestly can't remember which counselor it was who used this phrase once, but pointed to the fact and said, look, we live in a, we live in a city where there's an upper city and a lower city. It's a divided geographical city, and Lime Ridge Mall is the downtown of the mountain. Is I mean, is can a case be made to say when Lime Ridge is paying the amount of taxes that it is that is essential for city coffers, that putting it there, even though it's not technically the downtown, it's like putting it in a downtown? Or is that a ridiculous explanation I just gave you? (laughs) I'm not going to call anything ridiculous. Oh, you can go ahead. (laughs) No, no. I mean, there's pros and cons. Um, You know, I can't get into that. That's not my my place. That's 
that's where council will go. You know, it was very clear the direction that staff had and Ernst and Young was given you not to look at any place outside the downtown. So, uh, last thing then before I let you go, and again, you you may not be able to answer this, but. I'm going to throw it anyway. How does that, when this thing comes up, and now something's going to be done, because in the report, one of the things that it points out is that in five years from now, even if we go with the, we're just going to fix first Ontario Centre and keep it going, I think the number was 42 point something million dollars that's going to have to be spent. Some Money is going to right. be spent in the next short term. Something is going to be right. done. How does staff direct counsel or help counsel to ensure that this does not turn into another LRT or another stadium debate that gets bogged down and gets caught in the mud forever. How, is there anything staff can do to help direct that and make sure this doesn't become that? Well, uh, you know, we don't, we don't direct counsel, they direct us. But I can tell you, I don't think anybody is looking for that. I, I think counsel is ready to, to make some decisions. They do have three options as laid out in the Ernst & Young report, as you saw. One is the status quo, which means just keep repairing what we've got. Um, the second one would be to do an upgrade to the existing uh, structures, keep it where it is. And the third one is the bigger one that says, okay, let's build the uh, new multi-use entertainment venue with an arena in it. And then when that's done, we take down First Ontario Centre, we put a convention centre there, and then we have this site left over from the current convention centre. That's the uh, the ultimate one, and that is the one that Ernst & Young have recommended. Glenn Norton, uh, Director of Economic Development in this city. I appreciate the time today. Thanks for taking a few minutes. Uh, you're welcome, Scott. You can read more about this. There's a story uh, in on the spec.com right now. There'll be a story in the paper tomorrow. It's a, it's a really interesting situation that is here now. And the reason is very obvious because the city, as I said, as we've just covered, the city has directed Ernst & Young to do this study of a downtown site. What can we do in a downtown site? And the owner of the Bulldogs, his preference would not necessarily to be in a downtown site, but he is stepping up saying, I've got the money and I'm ready to go right now. And I don't know that Michael Andlauer's preferences are going to sway city council one way or the other. But I also agree with what Glenn Norton just said. And I think that council, I, I believe and I hope that council, and I, I think this is the case, has learned some lessons from the LRT and from the stadium and does not want to get bogged down in another endless fight over something like this. It's a big deal. It's, I mean, it's, it's tens of millions of dollars. It's not something you just sort of snap your fingers and say, ah, no problem, no big deal. This is an expensive proposition. You got to do this right. And it's got repercussions a lot of different places. I don't believe council wants to get bogged down in this. I like to believe that lessons have been learned from the last ones, but we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. And, and last point, which I mentioned a moment ago to Glenn, the report clearly outlines this report that's going to come in front of council GIC committee on Wednesday. The report clearly says that the option to do nothing is not an option at this point, which is why this has become a story. Sometime over the next five years, the report says the city, if it keeps First Ontario Centre and plans to keep it long-term, it's going to have to spend $42.3 million just to keep things going, to maintain it, to fix it, to do the things it has to do. So we're in as a city for $42 million regardless. The question is, after that, and there's more expenses long-term, that's not where it ends. After that, where does this thing go? 
I guarantee you're going to be hearing more discussion about this over the next weeks and months, hopefully not years. Take a break. Back after this. Stay with us.